should have brought some water. Whatever. Oh, go get some. No, it'll take too long. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it won't. But I have to make it first. Out of what? I have to fizz it. It's water. I know, but I only drink fizzy water. Oh, God. I know. You're one of those. Yep. Flat water, it's like drinking spit saved up. All right, let's do it so I can get my drink on. <laughs> okay. You ready? Water. All right. Welcome to Deconversion Therapy. It's a podcast, and um, I'm Bonnie. And I'm Karen. And this podcast is an irreverent look at leaving shit. Um, (laughs) we're an irreverent podcast about leaving religion. We take a look at our lives growing up in the evangelical church. Bonnie and I grew up in Southern Baptist land in the eighties. So we look back at that and we see what the church is doing these days. And we just hopefully offer some entertainment and very little else. You can find us also on Facebook. We just started a page, Deconversion Therapy Podcast, and like us there. And it can show you where there's a discussion group, and that's more private. Your mom won't know you're in there, and you can talk about whatever (laughs) shit you want. If you could please rate us, we'd really appreciate it, or write a review. The phone is already in your hand, so... Oh, my gosh. Go ahead, please. That's funny because every time you say rate us, I make this face that you can't see, thank God, like, ugh, uh, like painful. I know. And when you say like us, I'm like, oh, only if you want to, you know, just maybe just go look at stuff. I hate it too, but I'm in these podcast (laughs) groups now because I know nothing and I go in and one... It's mostly really young, thin women who are saying how easy <laughs> it is to be thin and young. Young? Yes. Oh. And that they can tell you how to do all that. So it's a lot of like, um, what are they called? Oh. Not lifestyle bloggers, but... Coaches? Coaches. Uh, it's a pod coach. It is. So they have like something they're selling, but they... They're like, if you don't get those things, those rates and reviews, you don't show up for people who might... Desperately need us. (laughs) They so need to waste a friggin' (laughs) hour, hour. This one's going to go three hours, so... Of, uh, oh, don't say that. Of of levity. (laughs) So today's levity, (laughs) we're going to be talking about being a godly woman and... I think Karen's going to know a lot more about um, how that was pushed oh. in the church than I would because I think they just never really had hope for me. I think I was really surprised, uh, seriously, when we were talking um, last week, when we were talking about the rapture, and you said something about. I, I guess you almost were saying that you didn't ever even feel you were a Christian. There was like a little phrase there that I was surprised mm-hmm. at. Do you remember? Um, I, uh, eh, no. 
Well, you were. Nope. You were a Christian. Okay. We all voted. No. And it was, <laughs> we did a Facebook No, poll. I guess that I was never 100% positive. Okay. Yeah. I just didn't feel it like the way you feel it about certain other things. And I wish I did. I mean, eh. I maybe I don't. Right, right. It comes with its whole other barrel of nightmares, you know, to, and we'll talk about it because I was a godly woman. I was a godly teen slash young woman. I'm going to say that. But, um, yeah, so we'll talk about that. But first I have to introduce it by saying, what age was I? I... We were talking about in the 80s when Christian bookstores came along and they could market anything and they had frilly women's sections. And that would be (laughs) what I would look at because it's all like godly women of faith, blah, blah, blah. And so I bought this workbook that I did by myself at home called The Virtuous Woman. Mm Mm-hmm. And it had a pretty little cover to it. And inside, it would walk you through different prayers and give you all the verses that any someone went through. And any time they found, like, anything to do with women, they, they put it in that workbook. So <laughs> right. I... I felt like I was accomplishing something, you know, like maybe the first chapter is on humility and the second chapter was on, um, you know, prayer. So like some of it would be just for women and some of it would just be Christian in general. So it really... Or maybe just good human. I think that some of it was, yeah, but not totally, but some of it, yeah. And I also bought a really cool Bible that was the Women's Devotional Bible. And mm-hmm. every few pages, it would have a little devotional in there, like by Billy Graham's wife. Mm-hmm. And if anyone remembers Joni Erickson, please hit me up on Twitter or Facebook because I read that Whoa. book. It affected me. Do you remember who that was? She's the one who went diving and was paralyzed, yes. right? Yes. And it's haunted me. Like anytime anyone Why? wants to dive in shallow water. Oh, yes, oh, me yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, she she dove in shallow water. Next thing, she couldn't feel her body. And like a year later, she's um, painting with her mouth. So not a good, you know ending but a good testimony and I also think this speaks to our anxiety because meanwhile today I was driving in the car and I just hadn't moved my arm for a while and the AC was blowing right on um my ulna and radius that part (laughs) between your hand and your elbow and when I went to scratch it I couldn't feel anything and I was like oh no oh no (laughs) when when did I dive in water (laughs) And then I realized, oh, my God, the stupid thing was numb because it was freezing cold. But the anxiety is still there of, like, you know, what's going to happen? But all these little things, I'm sure there are other things that non-Christian people have planted in them. Fears of, oh, yeah. You know, keep their fears. did I tell you? 
when I when my brother went to college, he had a waterbed, and so <laughs> I would sleep on it, and my arms would go <laughs> numb. So he had like this weird built-in shelf. I would put my clock on it and go to bed. You know, but there and had to be a shelf to like hold the big giant balloon in place. Did he have a? I don't even remember a big well, giant the balloon. Well, the balloon with, like, water. It's like a big giant water balloon. So it has to be oh, in a box that contains yes. it. Yes. So, but this shelf was across the room. Oh, never mind. It wasn't near the bed. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. It wasn't built into the bed uh, thing. And so one night, like every day, I'd wake up and like one arm is dead. And but one morning, my alarm goes off and it's like blaring. And I get up, both of my arms are asleep, but it kept blaring. So I swung my body to like throw one arm and try and hit it on top of the snooze button. And then I'd throw the other. And I would, anyway. They finally, uh, they finally came back to life, and hey, I'm the woman you see before you. You're a godly woman. I know. Okay, so I sent you the the main verses about godly women are in Proverbs, Proverbs 31, starting at verse 10. <laughs> Thanks. And I thought I'd let you, everyone, please turn to that. <laughs> We'll wait. Well, we're gonna go. We're gonna enough. go over these because isn't? Weren't you telling me there's a whole book of the 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 Proverbs 31 woman or something? Oh, there's so many workbooks, books, um, organizations, uh, series like sermon series, Bible study series. And if you look closely on Facebook, some of your Christian friends might even say, I'm so thankful for my Proverbs 31 wife. Um, So it just denotes this kind of perfection as far as uh, that kind of twistedness is. And what I mean by that is when we read it, you'll understand. When you read it. Right. Take it away. (laughs) I will. And I want to make sure that we pay attention to not making fun of the Bible, but just uh, our our take on what each of these verses could mean today. And, again, to distinguish my voice from Bonnie's voice, (laughs) she's the one reading, saying those nice things, and I'm the one saying... The hell with it. And here comes, if you hear lightning, then you'll know. Yeah. Karen's the one that just died. Your shoes okay. and headphones are just going to be left in the middle of the room. <laughs> that's right. No, that's that's not true, though. We both don't want to make fun of the Bible per I'm se. Not, I, I guess I'm not too... I'm making fun of the people who are full of shit. Who, yeah. who want us to be something, and they're kind of halfway there. 
but demands so much of other people. Right. I think because That's, I left Christianity because not of hypocrisy or not of anything but the Bible. And once I really mm-hmm. studied it and did some other things with it, that I am a little, I'm a little bitter towards um the Bible. So that's just that's And that's fine. I'm bitter toward the guys you dated. Oh, I'm How's sure that? I am. Oh yeah. No, I am. And me. That's double bitter. <laughs> because they wanted you to be this and they were not. Oh, I know. I saw So anyway. Damn it, what was I I've been watching Survivor <laughs> a lot and one guy actually said Wait, that's still on? Yes. Jeff Probst. Um, but I'm watching old ones, and when I'm bored on Twitter, I look up those people that are the villains so I can call them out. But right. they're like, they don't even remember being on Survivor by now. But <laughs> some guy did say, I think it was on that, about how you want to, you know, marry that pure person even though you're not. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like... Yep, welcome to our church. You, but great. that's not doing unto others. No, it isn't. All right, so I'll read it. Okay. And if I skip a verse or two, it's intentional. Okay. Um, an excellent wife. Who can find? She is far more precious than jewels. Well, that's everybody's analogy back then, right? And now. Diamonds, really. When they came yeah. on the scene... I guess. Diamonds? Yeah, because everyone compares everything to being better than a diamond. But give me a garnet any day. Okay. (laughs) Murr. Murr. Okay. The heart of her husband trusts in her. Now, this is where I have to say, like, if your heart, if the heart of her husband trusts in her, I don't think his body trusts in her. You know, that's why you don't have dinner with anybody that's not your wife, uh, right? So you're saying that Pence is <laughs> right. He doesn't or, go with this. Yeah. Yeah. Or you have to have a joint Facebook account because the heart oh, of your God. husband trusts in her. I hate those. That's awful. I mean, They're maybe that's worst. a bad interpretation. No, no. Um, oh, that's a good one. <laughs> okay. Um, and he will have no lack of gain. I don't know what that okay. means. Okay. I think that just means that you trust your partner. Okay. Um, she does him good and not harm. Well, that's just a good person again. Yes. Right? I think so. Um, and then you're just like, you know, I, of course, thought of Lorraine Bobbitt because <laughs> they did the documentary. And she did him harm. But, I mean, he was a real yeah. dick himself. So, right. yeah, watch that. Really. That, you know, at the same time, everybody goes, well, why didn't she just leave? I know. Maybe not everybody. Yeah. And yeah. maybe. It's very nuanced. It's a very nuanced situation. I have to watch that yeah, show. Yeah, it's really good. Maybe we could chat about okay. it. Um, she seeks wool and flax <laughs> and works with willing hands. Yeah. See, well, I'm out. <laughs> I don't know if it's you make stuff. It's the work and the willing, both those things. Uh, I have a little nope. problem. You make no, you make chili. I have not made that for um, quite a long time. I can't think of any kind of labor that I do. 
It doesn't say regularly. That's true. Right here. But if you, um, if I had the flax, I would be regular. Oh, but the next verse, she is like the ships of the merchant. She brings her food from afar. Trader Joe's is 20 miles away. So I do that. That's not too far. It's from afar. Afar is relevant. Right. She rises while it is yet night. <laughs> That's another another tick against the old Karen here and provides food from her household. I don't understand. For her household. Oh, good, good. Because I was like, from, how, why is she going afar? Um, why does she have stuff in her cupboard? Um, for her, yeah, you provide food for your household. I don't. And portions for her maidens. And I don't know what that uh, means. I need some maidens. Her husband is known in the gates where he sits among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them. She delivers sashes to the merchant. Strength and dignity are her clothing. Here we go again. And she laughs at the time to come. <laughs> um, okay. When you were going through that, though, one, did you notice how the husband is sitting and... She just has a list, okay? She She's given to the poor and the needy. Mm-hmm. She's making bed coverings. She's making her clothing. She makes linens. She sells them. She delivers sashes. Mm-hmm. And her husband's still sitting there. Like, there's... <laughs> she's working her ass off. At our church, women could have careers... They could be bossy. They could do all that. But that didn't have anything to do with sort of what place we were supposed to take. Right. Yeah. When it came to being around any man because, yeah, we couldn't be Mm -hmm. ministers or deacons or any of that. Yeah. Some of our Sunday school teachers were the greatest women, though. Exactly. Compared to... The male leaders. Yeah. But that's as far up as they could go. That's their glass ceiling. Right. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, she looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Everyone should do that. Um, I, I, her, I do not. What? I don't do any of this, but it's because I'm idle? a lazy human. Yes, I'm so idle. You're not. I know you. You want to think that because I think you were brainwashed you when you're a teenager. Ask someone who lives with me. I'm so idle. But maybe your body, but you're doing other things. Yeah, that's right. My mind is cleaning this house. Like, okay. <laughs> uh, her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Sure, uh, many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. Ooh, Charm. Thank you. <laughs> Charm is deceitful, yeah. and beauty is vain. Uh-huh. Uh, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Clap, clap. Um, give her the fruit of her hands and let her works praise her in the gates. I've never understood the whole fearing the Lord thing. Okay, so fearing the Lord actually means being in awe of the Lord. But it's a terrible word because I never got it when I was young and you know, people shouldn't have to go to different, like, Bible schools. Translations. Yeah. Right. To to learn all that. It's ridiculous. And you're right. I knew that that was in awe. I just forgot it. But 
a lot of the times if I am reading a Bible verse and I put in a substitute for Lord or God, where I talk about the universe or nature, like, guess what? I have a huge, healthy fear, awe, respect for the ocean. Yeah. And for weather. I mean, I've seen hurricanes rip through here. Yeah. And so I think that it's that way because we, we certainly can't control it. Right. So I suppose, yes, who fears the Lord. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, we've seen enough destruction in the name of religion or weather that God's supposed to be controlling that there is a real fear, you know, if anyone's really paying attention in that way. But um, yeah. Have I in previous podcasts talked about in college, there was some very nice guy and he had you know, wire-rimmed glasses, and he asked me out to some event that was, you know, church-sanctioned and to some degree, and and everybody knew that he was on his way to becoming a, a minister, a pastor. I don't know. Huh. Uh, yeah, exactly. And I just remember going, why? Why would he ask me? <laughs> I don't have a workbook. That's right. It's you didn't have the devotional Bible. That Amy Grant wrote in. But then your brain starts toying with you and you're like, oh, no, I hope he wasn't thinking that I was some kind of slut who would, you know, do things with him before he found the pure lady. That's that's right. Maybe you were. Because I'm not slutty. (laughs) (laughs) But it's always been a mystery. I should find him. Yeah, you should. (laughs) On that note, do you want to read a letter? I do. Okay. So this is from Jenny, and this is my first read through it. Um, But I do know that it is in response to last week's podcast about the rapture. (laughs) Okay. Which, look outside, because it might have just happened. You never know. Okay. (laughs) Dog leashes are dropped everywhere. (laughs) Dog leashes. Like people walking their dogs. <laughs> oh, and there be doggies everywhere. I'm staying here. All right, letter. Okay. Um, I attended a fundamentalist Christian quote university end quote in the late '90s and early aughts. Uh, I guess that's the zeros. You may have heard of this place as it's well known for lifting their ban on interracial dating in 2000. Their ban. God. <laughs> God. For fun, we often passed out tracks at Walmart pretending <laughs> or pretending we were being persecuted by singing hymns with the lights off. Oh my God. I do know what they're... Sh- she's saying there. It's ridiculous. What does that mean? It means like, um, have you ever seen those reenactments in youth groups where uh, maybe the youth minister hires people or tells people run in um, with masks on and say, I'm going to shoot you unless you say, you know, I believe in God. <laughs> there was one of those that went terribly wrong in a youth group a few years ago. Um, oh but there God. are just these different like play type things that you get into to try and put yourself in different circumstances and 
one of them is turning off the lights and pretending. Yeah, yeah, and just picturing that, you know, you've been put in a dungeon somewhere. At Walmart. And, well, there's a comma there. Sorry, I should have said. No, no. Passing out tracks at Walmart, comma, (laughs) pretending they were being persecuted and singing hymns with the lights off, comma, and sometimes we also played pranks on each other. Our favorite prank was called playing rapture. (laughs) 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 The way it worked was this. I don't, Jenny has great punctuation, (laughs) by the way. I mean, everything, she has a colon right here. Was that an Oxford comma that you referenced? Yeah, she's got the Oxford comma. Mm -hmm. Um, Her parentheses are correctly placed outside the period on that last playing rapture. Fantastic. Okay. The way it worked is this, colon. A group of three roommates, there were four of us in each room, would decide to prank the fourth roommate. Okay, one, because you're all girls, and you have to pick on one because that's how girls work. Um, Okay, and... We'd wait until the fourth one was at class or work or otherwise not in the room. The rest of us would set up our clothes in piles in the room. Room as though we had been raptured right out of our outfits. Outfits. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just thinking of what our outfits in the '80s would have been like laying on the bed. Oh my, my Benetton God, jersey. So coordinated. I know, I know. No, you'd have the the belt with the stitched whales in it. Um, okay, it was important to set these up just right so that no one was so. so <laughs> Fact, we were being just messy. <laughs> okay. Uh, one roommate might <laughs> might stretch out her clothes on the bed with her Bible, like she, like she was reading it, like she's doing devotions. <laughs> one may. <laughs> Set them up as though she was studying at her desk, etc. <laughs> For this to work, you had to use your entire, in all caps, outfit, glasses, jewelry, underwear, the whole Bra. nine yards. <laughs> See, this is where do unto others goes right out the window. Uh, I gotta, I'm, no, pranks, are, are, pranks are special. God loves pranks. Okay. God loves pranks. <sighs> All right. One time we were able to coordinate several rooms together to do this. This is awful. This is people like us in college who had nothing else to do. No dates, nothing. Okay. We set up our piles of clothes where our raptured selves would have been before Jesus took us up to heaven. Then we hid in, a, hid in another room down the hall. <laughs> Oh my god. So I'm sorry, but what so while you're terrible. reading this, I'm picturing that hideous dorm that we had 
I know. Okay. It should have been, yeah, it should condemned. Have been condemned. Actually, it was. I know. Just after we were there. Okay. The unsuspecting roommate returned, saw the piles, and ran, <laughs> ran to the next room. room, which, of course, we also had staged. <laughs> Can you imagine the horror? Like you're going like, oh my God, you go into that room and it's, it's just so, a pile of clothes. It's just so much like, effort. I love I it. Oh my God. <laughs> Eventually she came to the conclusion that we had all been raptured and she had not, which naturally means she thought she wasn't actually Aww. saved. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, the poor girl became more frantic as she started running down the empty dorm hallway. <laughs> Everyone was in class or working as it was middle of the day. She ran into an RA, a resident assistant, whom she grabbed by the shoulders, shaking her and shouted, Why are you still here? <laughs> Exclamation mark. Uh, uh, looking back on that now, I feel like maybe we crossed a line somewhere no. from being funny to being a bit cruel. At the time, though, we thought we were hilarious and the girl, quote, got saved a second time because <laughs> of the prank. So we figured Jesus was okay with it. <laughs> I got tears in my eyes. Oh I love that one. Jenny, you're uh, that's you're my just favorite the best. person. <laughs> and that's it. Like there are so many pranks at our college. I have a feeling, well, you ended up going to like a a real university that wasn't Christian. I think we had so much time on our hands because we weren't out drinking or, you know, going into bars or whatever, or dancing because it's a Baptist right. college. Right. <laughs> that we would do all those pranks while other people were actually out having like a real life. I don't know. God, what? Can you imagine? Like, what did we do every night after it got dark? There are hours we had to spend. I mean, we weren't studying. You and I would giggle like children. <laughs> I remember our freshman year, we were not prepared <laughs> for what we needed. And I remember us eating oodles of noodles, five-minute noodles, out of our um, kettle. We cooked it in our water kettle and ate it with um, a letter opener. Like we lifted oh up the noodles because we didn't have a fork. Um, but there was one girl down the hall. She left after like six months who Which, was obsessed with drawing penises. What? Yes. Oh, my God. And then, you know, as I kept going there and even after I graduated, I realized a lot of people, a lot of families sent their kids there to get straightened up. They were like, oh, no yeah. way. No way can our kid go to the University of Florida. That's, you know, let's just fork out the money and send them to the Baptist College. So we had a lot of just people who are a mess. Let's talk about our uh, our quest for not... Being whiny assholes, which is our new segment. Um, it's not new, but we're just trying to think of something positive to to focus on every week. So, do you want to tell yours or me? Yep, I'll go. And you go. 
And part of why I was like, hey, let's call it this is exactly what I'm going to talk about. Um, so a couple weeks ago, I mentioned that I had a friend request from my father on Facebook. And I haven't talked to him in at least 25 years. So the request comes up and I'm surprised and because uh, Facebook's been around a while. Um, and I was like, oh, he could have done that earlier, I guess. So I, I wasn't sure it was him. And I just wrote back, oh, if this is, oh, I didn't tell you what I wrote back, right? No. And let's okay. just go over again that you were totally raised by your mother and, and my Florida. grandparents. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, and that you really hadn't lived with your father, I guess, since no. you were zero. Yeah, ever. I hadn't yeah. seen him since I was like four or five. And, okay. um, but, you know, we kept in touch with letters. Uh, sporadically and it was it just you know after after like 17 it never again so um so I I got the friend request and I'm like okay I'll say okay to it and uh I I said uh if this is my father I hope it was just something super simple like um I hope you're doing well and that life has treated you good and so then a few days later, he replied, oh, are you this person's daughter? And were you born here and there? And I just replied back, uh, yep, indeed, that's me. And so that's where it ended. And that's wow. where it is right now. But the good thing about this is about five years ago, a friend taught me that exercise about reliving the best day of your life and constantly focusing on it. Uh-huh. And this I would have been so angry maybe like eight years ago if if this friend request came through, but I have been uh, blown away and surprised by how it has not been a big deal, yeah. you know, and I'm like, this is just another person, and he makes mistakes, and he's not uh like me, and that's okay and um I wanted to say so badly, I hope you have a really great sense of humor, and I hope you understand that that's why I'm saying next, uh, I do not have a kidney to give you, and um, (laughs) (laughs) like, I hope you don't need any kind of a bone marrow uh, match, Um, and please don't leave me your house in your will because nobody else is there to take it and clean it up. So (laughs) that's what I wanted to say. And I'm like, well, great. I don't know him and he won't know that that's just, you You know, being funny, funny. right, right. (laughs) In my opinion. Anyway. So yeah, years ago, it would have been uh, a a lot of anger, but man, it's just not there. And it's all about concentrating on what you want to be in your life. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that brings me back to the godly woman stuff. Like the biggest thing with me, like I went to women's retreats, learning how to be, oh yeah, more of a godly woman. Um, I've listened to lots of sermons on it, um, all these types of things. And I always think, it was so much harder to be a godly woman than a godly man. Like a godly man was like <laughs> lifting or bench pressing, you know, a bunch of weight real fast. And a godly woman was like doing a plank and holding it for <laughs> 15 minutes. You know, it was mm-hmm. definitely 
training. It was like training your mind to think and then your body and your mind would follow. Whoops. You know what I mean? Um, Mm -hmm. My actions and my thoughts and my emotions would follow. And it totally worked. And now that I'm out of it and now that we're all a little more enlightened in general, it is. It's about training your mind to think of the positive um, and keep yourself in a balanced, giving, loving, you know, space Mm -hmm. in your life. Um, Yep. And a lot of that has to do with cutting out assholes or people where you see all the red flags. That's not bad. I mean, still has to happen. Right. I mean, you can control how you engage. Right. And who you engage with, for sure. Yep. And that's part of, if you have to, like, I love that on Facebook now you can, quote, unquote, take a break from somebody. (laughs) I know. It's like, how long do you want to take a break? I'm like, (laughs) how Um, long do you have? (laughs) Yep. That's right. Um, Okay, so mine is that I, uh, while you're out there bringing home the bacon, um, I do a lot of our social media or look at our messages, and I really am humbled and blown away by the messages we get or we've had, uh, I think it was yesterday, like three new people who wanted to join our Facebook chat, like discussion group that's private and you have to answer some questions. And one is about religion. And, um, some people said they were still Christians. Some people say they were atheists, but all of them were like, I've been listening to your podcast since the beginning. I love it. Um, that is crazy. And and so, so nice. It's so nice because you and I are still pretty incognito, so we don't know who these people are. These are not our relatives. I know. I like that, too. They don't have to love us. and um, <laughs> I just like the fact that there are other people out there with similar uh, takes. I think there are so many, and I think we're, we're a little different because we're just joshing it up and having a good time. Um, we that can, was a really corny. I know, joshing it up. <laughs> That's from my days when I couldn't cuss, and I was like, I'm uh-huh. say joshing it up. <laughs> um, we got something sweet on Twitter that was like, I adore your podcast and need more of this cathartic humor. Although she spelled oh. humor wrong. She spelled it like a British person. That's She's the right way. Scotland. Yeah. So That's the right way to spell it. Um, I, I'm, I seriously am overwhelmed. It really keeps us going and motivated. I wanted to tell a little bit about a real organization that's doing real things and they're serious and they're wonderful <laughs> and they're called, I know, real things. things. That we are not um, called Recovering from Religion. You can just go to recoveringfromreligion.org. They actually have. Oh, they're a .org. I know. They, um, you can join groups on there. You can look at resources and articles. But the main thing is they have a 24-hour phone line 
if people need to talk to someone, because a lot of the people who are leaving religion are being disowned by their parents, even when they're adults. They're going through really difficult times, um, and we don't deal with that. Luckily, we didn't have that, and we have no expertise in dealing with that. But Recovering from Religion is a great organization. That is so harsh. I mean, that's clearly a very organized religion to want to not have anything to do with the person who came out of your body. I think that if they leave it, I think it's, I, there's a lot of people that we know that have that. And some of it can be due to, um, their, if they also are gay, uh, that's a big issue. Um, but a lot of people, you know, strict parents are embarrassed because yeah. the Bible says, you know, if you raise up your children in Christianity, they won't turn away. Well, if they turn away, what does that mean? God's never wrong and the Bible's never right. wrong. So the parents must have been. But um, so there's a lot of people suffering different things. And again, Recovering from religion. It's a great thing. And you can call them anytime you want. I'm going to put that on our website so that people can see what the number is. <laughs> right. If they stumble yeah. upon our, you know, buffoonery. Exactly. Like that, Which um, means like, hey, our new followers and Ashlyn, Leah, George, Anna, all you people, thank you for being so nice and saying such nice things um, and stumbling on us because... Yeah, it makes us happy. And we like to be a stumbling block. I have always been a stumbling block. My bras <laughs> never fit. <laughs> and my pants were too tight. <laughs> All right, we will uh, sign off. All right, thanks. Bye. And by the way, we're every week now. so uh, What? I know. It's going to be more <laughs> delirious. I've got to buy so much more booze. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye.